Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Today I'm talking about something a little nasty, and that is the concept of pod fade. If you have never heard of the term pod fade, it is just basically a wanky way of saying that you've gotten over your podcast and you can't be buggered doing any more episodes. This happens more more than you would assume, considering that everybody seems to be obsessed and in love with podcasts. But you would be amazed at how many podcasts there are out there and how few of those actually still upload episodes. I was reading an article on Amplify Media this week. I'll pop a link in the show notes page with the CEO of Blueberry, Todd Cochran. Blueberry is a podcast host that a lot of people use to upload their episodes. And they are, of course, just waist deep in all the analytics and all of the show information. And Todd was saying there were about 540,000 podcasts at the moment with about 2,000 dropping every week. But that last year in 2017, of all of those 540,000 odd podcasts, only 25% of them released a new episode, which means that 75% of all podcasts aren't really in production. Now, of course, within that number, there are going to be some shows that just existed for a season, so they were never designed to keep on releasing new episodes in perpetuity. So that does form part of that number for sure. But a lot of that number is people that got about seven episodes in and went, bugger this. <laughs> and if you have started the process of podcasting, you can understand how that happens. If you are yet to start, or maybe if you're just in the beginnings, I wanted to talk to you in this episode about some of the ways that you can avoid getting a few episodes in and thinking, I've made a terrible mistake. One of the most important things is to know what you are in for. I try my very darndest on this show to make sure that I am super realistic and transparent about the work that is required to do your own podcast. There are a lot of people out there that are like, get in there, just get going, do it, start. And yes, you should absolutely start. I think that podcasting is fantastic. And if you have got a great idea and you want to get it out there, it's amazing that you can just buy a bit of equipment, talk into a microphone and have an audience. But it is so important to know what you are getting into because there is really nothing worse if this is something you want to do, getting into the beginnings of it and you've already gone public, you've already gone live, you've already told all your friends and family you're doing it. And then you realize, oh my goodness, I have to go back on my word or I have to turn this around because I didn't really realize what I was getting into. So understanding exactly the amount of time it's going to take and the input that it's going to require from you before you press publish on your first episode is my biggest piece of advice. And the way that you do that is by practicing. I think sometimes people can think, oh, as soon as I start recording, that very first audio file that I record has to be uploaded. It doesn't. You could just keep on recording audio for three years before you actually felt comfortable enough to go live. And the reason that I suggest this is because it's really good to do a dry dummy run of more than one episode, but really to see if you can get a bit of momentum going and see what the process is week in, week out. 
so that you can get an understanding of just how much time it takes before you jump in the deep end. Once you realize, okay, this show is going to take six, seven, eight hours out of my week, maybe less than that, then you can start to factor in realistically do I have time for this? Should I wait until I finish this project at work or this part of my life is wrapped up? Or It will just give you a more realistic understanding of how much time you need. And when you start the process, you'll be surprised. I've had shows I work on that can take 10 hours to 20 hours a week to edit, organize, actually record, go through the promotion, do all of the bits around the show that is recorded. It's not just a case of sitting down in front of a microphone talking and then publishing that. There's a lot that goes into it. So actually getting into it and starting that process and practicing before you go live can really help you make a smart decision about podcasting before you actually get started. One of the most difficult things about podcasting is really content. This was the great blogging dilemma of yesteryear when every man and his dog was jumping in and starting their own blog. Exactly the same thing happened. People started their blogs and then they realized, oh God, you've actually got to populate this with content every week. I didn't anticipate that. So content is a huge, huge part of the process. And that can be the thing that has podcasters pulling their hair out. The way to get around this is to really sit down and put pen to paper and see if you can nut out a lot of ideas. If you sit down and I often say, okay, if this is the kind of show idea that doesn't mean that you're just talking about the events of that week, so it's not a news or current affairs or politics or something that is time specific, if it's an evergreen show and it's based on content that you can sort of plan in advance, then give yourself the goal of filling at least just as a top line idea, 52 show ideas. Now, you might get to 10, you might get to 20, you might get all the way to 50. If you've gotten to three and you are struggling to come up with number four, that feeling that you feel in that moment is probably a good indication of what you're going to be feeling every single week when it's time to release a new episode. That is the worst feeling, staring at a blank piece of paper and thinking, what the hell am I going to talk about? If you've got the kind of idea where you can rattle off 20 ideas really quickly and you've got more in the tank, then you're probably onto something that has a long life. If you've only got a couple of ideas down and you are searching around in your brain, then that's probably a good indication that maybe it doesn't have legs to be a show that goes week in, week out forever. That doesn't mean there's not options, and I'll talk about that a bit in a moment, but it's a good indication of whether the idea that you're thinking about actually has legs. And it's really important to do that planning stuff before you get started, because as I said, that can be very painful when you're looking at that blank piece of paper. When you realize, okay, I think I've got an idea here and you realize that there's a lot of content in there and you can probably get a lot out of it for a long time. The next best thing to do is to batch record, to get as far ahead of yourself as possible. I've got an episode on batch recording that you can check out. Just head to podschoolpodcast.com and search batch recording in the search bar there. This is, of course, only possible with evergreen content that doesn't date. So you can't do this if you're talking about the news of the day or anything like that. But if you can actually get ahead of yourself and the content is evergreen, if you can be a month ahead, if somebody gets sick and goes into hospital, that's no drama. If you get caught up at work, then you're not going to be up at four o'clock in the morning desperately trying to throw together 
together an episode. Batch recording can be the difference between you actually enjoying the process and feeling like you're on top of it and feeling like you're pulling your hair out and you want to throw it in. So to avoid that feeling, which is what a lot of people get, try and be as ahead of yourself as possible. Also make sure that the content is something you are passionate about. With a couple of the podcasts that I host, there have been some times when I have just been so swamped and snowed under that I have thought to myself, why? Why have I decided to do this? But then then I will sit down and I will do an interview and I will leave so energized, so refreshed, so happy that I am still putting the time into doing it and so personally fulfilled that it is a no-brainer to keep on going. But you must feel that with your show. It is so important that you enjoy the process. Yes, there can be so much stuff around it that just feels laborious and frustrating. Uh, And, you know, that's the price of doing business in some ways. But in the centre of that, you still have to be passionate about the content, not only for your own sanity so you don't lose it, but also for your audience. Your audience is never going to enjoy or buy into a show where it doesn't feel like the person who's hosting it is really passionate about the content. So that will help not only you build an audience and to get some followers and fans because they will come in and your passion will be infectious and that will be really one of the things that is the reason they stick around. But also for you, you have to enjoy this. Enjoying podcasting is a huge part of the energy that allows you to keep going because it is a huge amount of work. So unless you are passionate about the content, content at the center of that work, it's just going to feel like you've got another job that you are probably, truth be told, in the beginning, not making any money for. And that's another important thing to realize, that it won't be a money spinner, potentially not for a while. You could be one of the select few where you are monetizing from day dot and you've somehow got yourself 7 million followers and bang, you are making money. But Chances are that's not going to be how it works. And you have to go into this with the content first and the money second. It has to be the kind of project where you would do it for free because chances are you're probably going to be doing it for free. I have another episode about monetizing your show that talks a little bit about thinking about monetizing your show a little bit differently. So a lot of people think, when can I sell ads? When can I put ads on my show? And the truth is that that's usually the least lucrative way to make money from your podcast. And there are a lot of other ways to think about how your podcast can be really good for building brands that might lead to a full-time job somewhere or some other way to actually monetize the content that you're creating. So don't go in thinking that this is going to be a way to make an income because usually for most people, it's not. So you need to make sure that you are going in just wanting to do the content first. Otherwise, you'll be six months, a year in and you'll be thinking, well, why did I get into this? It will be very hard to keep going if money was your only focus and you didn't quite understand the reality of podcasting and income. So as long as you want to be doing the project and it doesn't matter if you make money or not, then you will be fine. Finally, I'd just say, as I was mentioning before, that there are other options out there as opposed to just releasing an episode every single week for the rest of your natural born life. Uh, You can actually plan for burnout. So obviously, the burnout happens when you have overcommitted and that can sometimes be when you've said to yourself, okay, I'm going to start a podcast and it's just going to go forever now. That weekly commitment is huge. That is why you should batch record, try and get as far ahead of yourself as possible, plan if you can. 
but it is a lot of work to go week in, week out. So if you think potentially that you might not make it every single week, then plan for that. There are other ways to actually release a show. You will notice if you listen to a lot of podcasts that some podcasts exist purely in seasons. So they will come out and do a show for 6, 10, 12 episodes, whatever it is, and then they will come back maybe a year later and do another season. You'll notice Gimlet's show Startup does that. They started with their own startup story and then they started to do seasons on other businesses. So that can just give you a bit of time to wrap a bow on that season and then sit back, plan the second season, think about it strategically, think about what you want to do and then plan out those episodes and even record them and get them all done before they go live. Also, if you do seasons, there doesn't have to be more than one. There can just be one story or one season or you could explore an idea in one little package and not come back again. At Mamma Mia, we did a show called Hello Bump that talked about the first year of pregnancy. So obviously those episodes existed across the first year of pregnancy. We did a little additional season uh, of four episodes about the sort of final pointy end of pregnancy and taking the baby home. But that season exists as it is because that part of women's lives is only so long. So think about the content that you're doing and think, well, could this just be one show that exists for six, eight, 10, 12 episodes? The choice is yours how long it goes for. It's always just best to choose what's best for your content, but it doesn't need to go forever. So think about that before you get started because often people jump in and I think they think, oh my gosh, this has to keep going and that can really breed a lot of stress and anxiety, but really be smart about it. Be strategic, look at the content that you've got and think to yourself, maybe this is a one-off and then you can wrap that up and start a new show with a totally different angle or topic. Just make sure that whatever you do, you are clear with your audience. Don't come on and say that this is going to be a show forever and then six episodes in, you disappear and never come back. Make sure that your audience know what they are going to get and be honest with them so that they can expect to see you back in their feed when you come back again or they can just enjoy your content as a small little package uh, and then move on. A show like S-Town is a great example of that. It still rates really well because it's a fantastic podcast, a great story, but it exists in one season only. I'm sure people would love for it to come back, but there's a lot to be said for actually just leaving something be. We have a tendency sometimes to come back for another season. The first season was just so perfect and that's all we really needed. So there's nothing wrong with doing things that way. I hope that's helped you think a little bit more about pod fade or pod burnout and how you can potentially avoid it. It is a big commitment. As I keep on saying, I'm like a broken record in that department. So the more you can do to be as educated and aware of what you're jumping into before you get going, the better off you will be. If you want to check out any other episodes of this podcast, you can just scroll through the feed in this app or head to podschoolpodcast.com. I've also got a contact page there where you can ask me a question that I'm more than happy to answer on the show. And if you are finding these tips useful, please leave a review and a five-star rating if you'd like in iTunes iTunes or your favorite podcast app. I'll see you next week. And until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today. 